What's up, everybody? Welcome to Dual Senses, a PlayStation podcast where we give you our two cents on everything PlayStation. My name is Alex Wolf, and here I am joined with Stephen Morrow. Whoop, 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 whoop. Stephen, how's it going, man? It's going. I am, I'll tell you what, I am, I'm fucking sore. Um, from what? <laughs> I'm, I've been playing box VR. Uh, I've been, <laughs> is it called, wait, it, it's just called box VR. Not like boxing yeah. VR, but just box. No, it's just called box VR. Huh. Yeah. I think it's like, I think it's stylized to make it look kind of like boxer, but instead of an E it's a V. So box VR, but boxer. And I don't know, but anyways, uh, you can get it on on PlayStation VR and on like Oculus and all that shit. But um, yeah, it's like uh, I I've turned it into my morning routine. Like part of my whole waking up process is I do like a thirty minute routine in box VR and I get my ass kicked. Like in the game or like because you're working out and you feel like physically because I'm working out. Okay. Yeah. There's no like you don't fail songs or anything. You just do the thing. All of the goals are based on, like, you set your own goals, but uh, you you either set, like, a, a, the amount of time that you want to exercise or the amount of calories that you want to burn, like, every day. Hmm. And it's, it's kind of cool. It's, like, the game is separated into these courses, and the courses are designed by, like, professional fitness people or whatever. And uh, physical trainers, that's the word. <laughs> uh, <laughs> professional fitness people. Uh, but yeah, the courses are separated based on how long the course is. And within each time category, like the further down you go, the more like intense it is. Uh, and I want to say like a handful of months ago, there was an update where they added like more than 100 new songs and there's just like a shit ton of content in that game are these like popular songs or like songs they just make and you know throw into the game i recognized i recognize some of the songs but i don't know any of the names because i don't you know i don't listen i don't listen to normal music yeah yeah but i i recognized a handful of songs in the hip-hop genre i recognized Mm -hmm. but all of the others i've never heard before but i i prefer it that way i like hearing new music yeah but they've got they've got like every genre in this game there's like there's like happy little sunshine pop there's rock and roll there's r&b hip-hop electronic music uh it's it's really cool i could only imagine what people look like when they work out to r&b well it's like you know some of the more upbeat r&b i mean but even then like the 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 rhythm and flow you know of most r&b i can only <laughs> i can only imagine what people like i just can't see that being a thing that like you know gets you like oh i want to work out i feel like r&b was something kind of even like upbeat r&b is more like a cool down kind of process so I well just, yeah usually usually in the so the courses usually have like sort of a, a build up and a cool down yeah so usually the r&b is either in the beginning or in the end that makes sense uh, but there's one i oh my god so i I've been just trying to do all the courses that I haven't completed yet, and because they updated it and added a bunch of new courses, there's a bunch in some of the earlier categories that I haven't played yet. So I'm basically just going through the whole thing again, and 
I I tried this one and I was like not ready. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> Usually the first song is like it eases you into it. So I was just like totally caught off guard when it was this like heavy metal <laughs> intensely like percussive there was just screaming oh. and i just had to to punch very fast and then i had to like do these squats and it, it was just squats it was a lot it was a lot uh, and yeah. it would go from like punching really fast to a squat to an immediate uppercut and so I was basically just flailing my arms and jumping up and down is, is what I was doing. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, how much was this game? Was it like 20 bucks? I think it was 30. Okay. I don't know if it's on... I don't I don't know if it costs less now because it might be discounted a lot. It's a... I mean, it's a VR game. Right. But it's... I think it's well worth... Well worth the price because it's... It works. Every time that I play it, I'm sore. It makes me work up a sweat. I like being able to track my calories, and I still, I've put, uh, I think I've put almost 10 hours into it now, Okay. which I know that that doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a it's a fitness game. Yeah, and, you're putting like you a know, half I do hour it, burst in, so. Yeah, I, I do it in, in little half hour bursts, uh, but I've I put about, I think, 10 hours in, and I still haven't done all of the courses, uh, and they keep adding more music. Like I think there's over 300 songs in this game. Holy hell, that's a it's it's baffling. Who developed this? And none of it cost extra. Do you know who developed it? I do not. I can find out. Yeah, I mean that sounds pretty cool. I mean, so I'm I've debated doing that like in that morning routine of like I've been working out in the mornings, but I haven't done anything like cardio wise because you know I can't run in place in my house. I mean I could, but that just doesn't do anything. Um, mm-hmm. so now that the PS4 and the VR are down here in the basement, I can, you know, comfortably set up the VR and not be interrupted by cats or wake up Rachel at six in the morning, um, more than I already do anyway, and get that in and play some Beat Saber. Cause I haven't played Beat Saber in a while and I'd like to try some of the new songs cause I know they've added some free songs and there's some, you know, some paid DLC packs, but those DLC packs aren't terribly like expensive or anything like that. And I won't mind t- spending 10, 15 bucks to add more to a game that, you know, is well, not as regularly played as it was before, but it's still pretty regularly used. Probably the most used VR game we have. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah. Hmm. Uh, so the game is $20. Okay. Uh, that seems more in line is, with things. It is on Steam. I don't know if it is on... I don't know if it costs more on PlayStation. But um, it is developed by Fit AR. I think I think they specifically just make fitness games for VR and augmented reality. That makes sense. So they're, like, focused on that. But, um, yeah, I tried clicking on the, the developer name and... They don't have a page or anything. I think this is their only game as of right now. It could be. Yeah, I pulled but, it up on the PS on the PlayStation app. It is twenty nine ninety nine on the PlayStation Four. Okay, I still think I think that's a phenomenal price. Oh, totally no, that's not worth. bad at all. Because uh, yeah, they did an update and they added that one update had over a hundred new songs in just one update. That's wild. And they added like I think it was like fifteen or twenty new courses. 
but but yeah it does a really good job like it and i i actually i feel sore i actually feel like i'm i'm being productive uh i i really like it it's really cool there you go man yeah i this week has been i don't know this past week was pretty nice i don't know what it is but like sun especially sundays sundays have become like my zen days you know like i well that's our recording days well, I mean, there's that, but, like, that's only usually, like, an hour up to two hours or whatever of my time. But, like, in the mornings, though, specifically, I've gotten to the habit of just waking up early just habitually. So no matter what day of the week it is, I'm up. So Sundays, I wake up, I turn on Disney+, Plus, watch the latest episode of The Mandalorian, which I guess I got to find a new show going forward now since the season yeah. finale. Um, make a cup of coffee get on the Google Doc and get things together or pretty it up, whichever is needs to be done. And then I get that taken care of and then I clean the house what I can because, like, Rachel's typically still asleep and if she is or, or she's awake, she kind of just, like, you know, she's taking care of her stuff, um, feed the cats. So they're once they eat, they're, like, out for, like, at least two to three hours. Like, okay, we're tired, we're passing out. I'm like, okay, cool. So I kind of just get things knocked out and by, like, 12 o'clock I'm like well I still have the whole day ahead of me and I just kind of peace out whether I work out I play a game or just watch more of a show I'm like in depth in so it's been well if you feel up to it uh you can add box VR to your morning thing we can do it's got an online mode so we can we can work out together Sunday mornings (laughs) I would if I ever have so my only problem with that is I can't – I have a laundry list of games I'm like, all right, or a wish list, if you would, uh, of games I want to purchase or add-ons for games I play that I want to purchase. And so I can never justify adding something I have, like, added recently to that list. I have to, like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. When it comes well, to Well, you – don't think of this as a game. Think of it as a, a fitness thing because that's what it is. I mean, that's true. Like, that's the way – that's the way that I looked at it too. I mean, yes, I enjoy it, and yes, it's basically Beat Saber, but with boxing. But it's it's actually like the goal in the game is to work out. Like the, it it is designed from beginning to end for that specific purpose, and uh, so it it's a game that I can play guilt free. That makes sense. Um, but I mean, yeah, I'm I'm usually tired after after 15 minutes of this game (laughs) so uh so that says that it's doing something right but there you go uh but yeah anyways um so i know that was a little bit of a longer intro but uh we don't have too much news yeah not too much news but also make sure you know if you're a fan of the show be be sure to subscribe on spotify itunes by all means drop a review let us know how we're doing yeah, please drop a review. Uh, we need some. Want to hear some feedback? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, most of the news is just, just there. There've been some updates for some games that we've been talking about recently. Yeah, some some piddly updates here and there. Um, so to kick things off, uh, both Spider-Man Remastered and Spider-Man Miles Morales got a graphical update for a performance RT mode. Um, what that is, is essentially it combines the ray tracing feature as well as the 60 frames per second uh, feature in the game into one, 
which a lot of people were requesting and was hoping was something that was further in pipeline. It was a bit of a surprise from Insomniac because they never mentioned anything about it. Um, the only sacrifice is the resolution, which when this first, it dropped for Miles Morales first, and then I think about two, three days later, it then dropped for Spider-Man Remastered. Um, when the Spider-Man Remastered update dropped, a fan tweeted at someone at Insomniac um, asking how much the resolution drops down because there was no record of it. It's The way he said it was that it doesn't drop down all the way to 1080p, but it hits like an in-between point, kind like... I think it's like 2160 or just a smidge below that. It's still above. Is it one of those like adaptive resolutions or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. So it hits that. So it still looks pretty while still getting the ray tracing at 60 frames per second without flaw. The only, and which isn't that bad, honestly, it could already could have dipped down to 1080p and been fine because a game like Spider-Man is so fast paced and constantly going to where you're not going to stop and really, unless you're at a standstill, like freeze frame kind of moment where you're going to take a photo or anything, you're not going to notice mm-hmm. that kind of drop. You're not going to dr- notice that drop without looking at it side by side. So there is that. That's kind of cool. Best of both worlds. Yeah, I'm excited, especially because I just downloaded Spider-Man Remastered. So that gives me even more incentive to go back and play that as well as finish the there DLC. There you go. So. But yeah. I still need to play Spider-Man on your PS5. <laughs> what, Miles Morales? Yeah, I want to platinum it. I mean, all right. Because it's short, so I figure if I just do like a mission every now and then, eventually I'll do it. Yeah, I think if you do a mission here and there, I mean, that will obviously take some time, but you you will definitely... It's not by any means long. Like, I think my new game plus run, I, I did everything I needed to do in three hours. That was after I had already collected everything, of course, but in my first playthrough. But yeah, it's not lengthy at all. All right. But yeah, following that up, Stephen, our favorite little this sack. One... <laughs> <laughs> Just that out of context. Our favorite little sack. <laughs> but no, th- this is a big deal for me because, uh, so, okay, so we should say what it is first. So Sackboy, A Big Adventure, um, they now have finally added the online multi- multiplayer functionality for the game. So um, it's just a free little update. It adds uh, the online co-op so that you can play it, um, and it's cross-play on PS4 and PS5. Uh, so now all of the features that were promised uh, for this game are now available. Uh, if if you remember, uh, in one of our previous episodes, uh, like a month ago, we mentioned that this game, they announced that it was launching without the online functionality, and then um, that it would come in a later update, and this is that update. So this is a big deal for me because I wanted to play this game, but um, I have a PS4. I don't have a PS5 yet, and Alex has PS5. And so, um, I mean, we wanted to play play online anyways. Um, But... Without having to go over to each other's house, it's nice to be able to play it online together, and now we can. So literally right before recording this episode, I got it, and it's downloading now. I know. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited too, because it, it's upsetting, because I wanted to play Sackboy like, right away and dive into it, but I was already at a point 
where I was like, ah, you know, it's just not that type of, it wasn't the type of game I was feeling, you know. I feel like Sackboy is the type of game is more like a palate cleanser, at least for my taste, because I love platforming. I don't necessarily have to pay attention to the plot of Sackboy by any means. It's something I can mm-hmm. just drop in and go, and it's something to play with Rachel. And that's another thing. So I don't really touch it unless she wants to play too. Um, so I was able to dabble and go back like, all right, well, what can I play? And I started finally started Ghost of Tsushima and started my way, my way through that. But I have gotten that itch to just like jump around, collect some collectibles and some dream orbs. Got a little sack boy itch. Play with my sack. And scratch that boy it. sack itch. That that sack itch that you just have to scratch sometimes, you know. That burlap itch. It, which is that's a very real itch. If you know a burlap itch, you know you got to yeah. scratch it. That's real. Yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. But no, an- another little thing about this game. So. Um, Another big deciding factor in me immediately purchasing it uh, was I I looked into, (laughs) quote unquote, immediately. (laughs) Uh, I looked into the soundtrack and I knew that the soundtrack had some some big names. So, you know, like David Bowie is in there and they've got, you know, Britney Spears with with the song Toxic. uh, And they've got that funk. Yeah, that that uptown funk. Mm -hmm. Um but it has recently been brought to my attention that two of my favorite bands are in this game, and they are the Chemical Brothers and the Knife, and the latter of which is especially exciting because I, I, I think this is the first time that the Knife has ever had a song in a video game, ever. That, that, that's probably right. I can't see a reason. I can't think of any game. At least that wasn't a cover. Because they've had covers of their songs before. I think, um, uh, or maybe I'm thinking of First Aid Kit. I think I'm thinking of First Aid Kit. Yeah, because I feel like you would have freaked out if there was ever a game that featured the knife. Yeah. But First Aid Kit is under the same label, or they were back in the day. But anyways, uh, so that's really exciting. But they also have um, some other, like, sort of lesser known but still pretty uh awesome uh groups like um what's the fucking uh i keep wanting (laughs) no that's that's not the music i keep wanting to say eddie izzard because the uh i just found out that that she's trans but um god it's like lizard with kin kin gizzard the lizard wizard king gizzard and the lizard wizard okay is the name of the band all right i think yeah king gizzard and the lizard wizard they're in there too and that's like phenomenal they've got dan deacon is in there dan deacon has like one of my favorite songs this is it lots of just really awesome musicians um both both big and well-known and also lesser known it's Really amazing. Glitch Mob is in there. Motherfucking Glitch Mob. Fucking phenomenal soundtrack. So now I'm like all all kinds of excited to play this game. Hear all the musics. Music. I constantly dabble back and forth if I want to play the PS4 version on the PS5 so I can get double trophy list, but... I mean, might as well. I mean, I might as well, but I get, you know, the PS5 benefits, whatever they are in this game. I feel like they're... The difference is probably negligible. Yeah, it's probably just resolution, but it's just the idea of it. Like, I feel like I'm wasting it when I'm playing 
the PS4 version of a PS5 game on ah, the PS5. Humbug. I, I, I just said my mindset. I'm like, I could easily, like, oh, right, fuck it. But, like, Miles Morales. Aren't you playing Miles Morales again on PS4? On the PS4? But I haven't started it yet, though. I downloaded it to a PS4 to do that. Hmm. Well, either way. Like, I would That would be something I wouldn't play in the living room because I'm not going to subjugate Rachel to more of that. It would be something I, like, if I have free time and I'm just in the house, like, doing whatever, just pop down in the basement and turn on the PS4 Pro and knock it out. Kill some time. Well, either that's way, only, if you if you need someone to play it time. with you, now that we can play online, I will I will always be up for some Sackboy. Unless... Unless I platinum it, because it's, you know, once I platinum a game, I usually don't go back to it. Well, that's an, that, yeah, that is very true of you. Another game, though, I've been thinking about playing with you, Ghost of Tsushima, with that Legends multiplayer. That's true. I still have not tried Legends mode. Neither have I, and, like, I'm tempted, because as you're in the map and everything, you see the Legends storyteller that can, like, drop you right into the online mode. So I'm like, all right, I'm tempted, I'm tempted, I don't want to, but... A new update was just announced by uh, Sucker Punch the other day. Um, so they added some costumes inspired by God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, Bloodborne, and Shadow of the Colossus. Um, surprisingly, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I was that was the last game I would have expected them to add out of the four you know, PS4 titles. Um, I think they quoted it as an inspiration when they were designing the world or something. That makes sense. So uh, I, I mean, that's it, why. Yeah. So they, they threw that in there. They, you can only get these costumes until January 15th, and you unlock them in the Legends mode by completing like certain um, tasks for each class, because each costume is for different classes of the, the warriors you play as. I don't know what the names of the classes mm. are, but you essentially have to do quests for each class to unlock all four and then purchase them in the online store before January 15th. I think if you unlock them beforehand, you can buy them, but if you don't unlock them in the at least in the uh, shop in the game it's not going to be there for you so by all means get out there and do that so steven what what interests me though is because i don't know enough about the legends mode is if these costumes transfer over to the main story i don't know because you're not playing as Jin in this and it's multiplayer so i imagine you have your own little character you play as and you can customize them however you want but yeah i don't i don't think any of the cosmetics from the online transfer over to the single player which is a shame, because that'd be pretty fucking cool. Because these costumes look pretty sick, if you haven't seen them. Uh, I've seen one of them, but I don't know which one it was. Describe it. They're pretty... You can kind of tell. The one that I saw looked kind of generic. I'm, I'm thinking it was probably the Bloodborne one. Did he have a straw hat on? I don't... I don't remember. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so, I mean, it's pretty distinctive. I mean, the Horizon one, like, you don't look like Aloy. Um, the God of War is, like, a white armor with the red swirls around it. Um, Bloodborne, the biggest distinctive thing is, like, the, the straw hat. And then the Shadow of the Colossus has, like, the Colossus, like, lion face thing as a mask, so. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It, it looks pretty slick. Again, wish it was available to play in the single player mode because I'll be playing through that majority of my time. But... Well, uh, finish the game. We'll do a, a spoiler cast for Ghost of Tsushima, and then we'll play that. We'll play that online together. I mean, before January fifteenth, we can play the online but before then, though. Before I beat it, I mean that's true. We, we should stream it. it. Yeah, I'm totally fine with doing that. Bunch of people can watch me get my ass kicked. There you go. Tell you what, I'm a fucking monster at uh, with the half bow in that game. I, I have no, ladies and gentlemen, I have no 
No talent, no expertise, no know-how, no common sense when it comes to shooters or aiming in video games. I'm just bad at it. This is how it is. I'm awful. I should be put down for how bad I am at them. But in Ghost of Tsushima, I am a fucking force to be reckoned with. I I went through six different bases last night. Headshot, 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 headshot. All without do you have any different um, different arrow types? I do. Like I have the explosive arrows and the heavy bow and all that stuff. One of I my use- favorite things is getting a headshot with the explosive arrow. <laughs> <laughs> I like to run right up to them and just point blank shoot an Jesus. explosive arrow into their face. But like, so I'm go- but I'm going at this like total stealth mode, <laughs> which is also something I'm totally inept at. Like I can't be stealthy in video games. But in this yeah, game, I'm like I'm on rooftops. I'm like pop you're down and they'll get a crowd going i'll sneak into the house or in the grass or whatever and hide and i'll come behind stab someone through a door i'm like holy shit i'm like when did i get good at video games this is crazy and i i was a terror i'm on my pale white horse my pale white samurai outfit and i'm like i'm samurai jack this is it i'm samurai. <laughs> I'm about to fucking ruin everyone <laughs> and it was it was oh my god it was so satisfying you know i really not- I, I really enjoy that game yeah, I'm getting more into it. I'm still, I'm still butthurt. There's no like lock on feature. That still pisses me off because I still get my ass handed to me in like the most random situations because the camera can't focus. But you know, the more upgrades I've gotten, the more manageable it is. But I still mm-hmm. think that's a total missed opportunity there. Yeah, I I guarantee in the inevitable sequel there's going to be some kind of lock on. Yeah, I wonder because that's due been the to, biggest complaint. I wonder if it's due to like every button on the controller does something literally every like something at least one or two things like between changing stances and changing your like that's another thing the fucking weapon like select on that is a pain that's atrocious that's a pain because i can never remember like do i need to press l1 to shoot this or r2 to select this and it's like oh my god so like yeah that takes some getting used to yeah every time i it reminded me kind of of like metal gear solid like how wonky changing your yeah. fucking items are in that yes and i i don't know why especially from a developer like sucker punch who you know with the sly cooper games they had different items and things they could do of that nature and it was pretty manageable in this though i'm just like oh God, i'm i every time i turn on the game i have to remember how to play it, it normally comes back but like i have to play it for a few minutes for it to come back i have to get my ass kicked a few times trying to block something before i remember Oh, this button blocks. <laughs> yeah, but, I wouldn't be surprised if if both of those were addressed in the sequel. Yeah, so that'll be nice. But you know what definitely needs some immediate addressing, Steven? Cyberpunk. Motherfucking Cyberpunk 2077. Holy shit, man. Yeah, so we've actually, we've refrained from going hard on uh, Cyberpunk but um, I think now's the time. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's a week's worth of like updates, and I, I mean, a week's worth. Like every day, there was some new crazy nonsense with this game. So to kind of to kind of cap off what happened, guys, so everyone's aware, Cyberpunk released on December tenth, so right before the Game Awards. Um, actually, no, I think day of or day no, it's day before. No, yeah, December tenth. It was day of the Game Awards. Yeah, so it released on PC. PS4, Xbox One. PC copies were sent out for people to review and play. Glowing reviews for the most part. Some bugs here and there. 
but overall an enjoyable experience. Probably one of the it it <laughs> very well had a possibility of being one of the top games of the year. Then so, came uh, the PS4 and Xbox One versions. <laughs> real fast, so Cyberpunk on PC has a Metacritic score of 87. Uh, so remember that. I'm going to check what it is on consoles here. Um, I wonder if it's... I wonder how many people reviewed... Like I know IGN did a separate review for the console versions. So I wonder how many people actually went out of their way to do that. has a 55 on ps4 okay that makes sense so the ps drop my ipad (laughs) the ps4 and xbox one versions are they're bad so it's all just quality it's texture pop-ins it's items literally missing from characters characters are literally posing in like a t-pose while talking characters in their low poly mode yeah they, uh, when you're like two inches away from them so they look like a playstation one game character and it is it is a absolute nightmare now and the game crashes regularly yeah so the problem with this being is that the biggest problem being it was sort of this whole thing off is that no one had seen any ps4 or xbox one footage ever everything we've seen up to this point Majority of it being PC. There's one little video snippet of them displaying what it looks like on the Xbox Series X, I believe. But that's it. That's all we've seen so far. So when people got their hands on the PS4 and Xbox One versions, it was a total fucking blindside. Review Reviewers didn't get any console copies. They only provided codes for PC. So there was no inkling like this game was not going to run or be polished in any sense of the word so then so when the game came out uh finally a bunch of people were able to play it and then they saw how much of a disaster it was uh, and a lot of people pre-ordered this game this is one of the most anticipated games of this year of this generation uh, yeah i mean it's been anticipated for a while oh yeah mm-hmm. you're right uh and then for people to get this game and, and some people just aren't able to play it Apparently, like, if your save file reaches a certain file size... Eight megs. Eight fucking megs. Then it gets megs, corrupted. Steven. That's a PSD. I thought it was 50-something megabytes. No, it's... So, it, I just read it because I was looking at Video Games Chronicle. It's... Let me... I think it's live. It pulled up. It was... Or no, I don't. It was eight megabytes, but the biggest thing that everyone suggested to help do this is to clear out your fucking inventory. Like... Make sure you don't gather a bunch of items. Like, are you kidding me? It's a role-playing game. That's what right. you're supposed to do is collect everything. <laughs> that is insane. Well, but- anyways, so uh, so CD Projekt Red put out uh, a sort of PSA. Well, they put out multiple. But uh, they were basically like, hey, we're updating the game. We're, we apologize. Uh, but then they said, uh, if you aren't satisfied, ask for a refund. And they did say, okay, well, if if wherever you bought the game from is not willing to give you a refund, reach out to us and we will refund you. However, they they told people to go to to their wherever they bought the game and ask for a refund. Well, let's back the truck up, because so part of that is new news. Originally, all they said was go back to where you purchase it and you'll be refunded. And that's well, I remember the- in that same message though on the bottom they said if. If they don't give you a refund, then reach out to us and we'll help you. See, I took that as what I've seen so far 
in the beginning, and that's where the biggest confusion came from, was people were going to PlayStation and Xbox saying, hey, we were told we could get a refund for this game. And while some were getting refunded, notoriously PlayStation, that's the one that got the biggest, I'm assuming just because they probably had the most sales on that console just because it has a bigger install base, PlayStation was not refunding everyone. And people took it as, well, you CD Projekt Red said you would. So... Yeah, well, they weren't reading CG Project Red's message all the way. But still, it was misleading, it was confusing, and yes, a lot of people asked both PlayStation and Microsoft and, you know, various retail stores for a refund. Um, but, like, what what sucks, or at least this is my perspective, I don't think this is Sony's fault. They shouldn't have to refund people for this. No. Now, there, there's an argument to be made that, okay, well, maybe they shouldn't have approved, you know, the, gone allowed the game to go through the QA process or whatever. However, this is this is one of the biggest names in the game industry. CD Projekt Red is a big name, um, and it's, it's normal for games to receive patches, like day one patches, that solve a lot of issues. Um, th- that's, unfortunately, I mean, there's... Again, there's an argument to be made about the the ethics of that, but that's a regular thing. So for for PlayStation to allow the game to be sold at the state that it was in, I feel like they basically just trusted CD Projekt Red because of their you know their their big name, their big game. Um, but for them to to kind of push that onto PlayStation and be like, oh well, they'll give you a refund, and if they don't, then come to us. Yeah. Uh, that's so here's that's kind of shitty. They, yeah, what they said specifically in this passage was for copies purchased digitally, please use the refund system on PSN or Xbox respectively. For box versions, please first try to get a refund at the store you bought the game. Should this not be possible, please contact us at helpmerefund at cdprojectred.com and we will do our best to help you. Starting from today, you can contact us for a week up until December 21st, 2020. There we go. And so tomorrow, was, actually, as of the time of recording, tomorrow is the cutoff. Yes, so this was posted... What day was this posted? So for listeners, this was yesterday. Yes. Is the cutoff. Ah, oh, jeez, what day was that posted? I want to see... I think it was A like, week ago. This was a yeah. week ago today. So they gave people 14 days to... If they haven't heard back from their respective retailer or digital storefront, to then reach out to them. Which... I don't know if that could be enough time, but at the same time, like, so the biggest problem with this is, like, there's a lot wrong with this. So one, they, again, PlayStation reached out, or got an issue, and the PlayStation caught flack because they weren't refunding all the purchases. PlayStation then demanded, uh, not PlayStation, I should say, Sony, big head honchos reached in and said, no, pull the game. So the game has been pulled from the PlayStation storefront. It is not available to purchase. You can you can search it, and nothing comes up. And that's a big power move. That's a big fucking power move. Um, CD Projekt Red then put out a notice um, three days ago following the poll, saying following our discussion with PlayStation, a decision was made not to temporarily suspend digital distribution of Cyberpunk 2077 on PlayStation Store. You can still buy physical versions at brick and mortar stores, blah, 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 blah. Uh, all purchased digital copies will still continue to receive support and updates. Um uh, according to our knowledge, starting today, anyone who is not willing to wait for updates and wants to refund a digital copy of the game could do so by submitting a request at a PlayStation link they submitted. 
Um, we are working and bringing, working hard to bring Cyberpunk 2077 back to places as soon as possible. I believe yesterday, the day before, they also dropped uh, patch 105, which is supposed to be a big hot fix. So another, that patch, it looks like they are working hard on it uh, to get that going. Microsoft has started officially just refunding anyone that requests it as well, um, but they're keeping it on the Xbox storefront. So the problem being with this is, like, parents, anyone who bought this game as a gift and isn't aware of everything going on, with that firm date of December 21st, I mean, if they bought it from a brick-and-mortar store, a little easier because return policies and whatnot are extended, you know, throughout end of January, just in case. Mm -hmm. But say, you know, there's some parents, especially parents who are a little bit more tech-savvy than the other, they may have already, you know, downloaded codes, done this, or just purchased the game digitally, this, that, and the other, who have downloaded this and now have to find a way to finagle to get this return process done without, like, ruining the surprise of the gift or anything like that. Well, uh, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully by then, there's another patch. Uh, I mean, yes, the hot fix came out, um, which fixes some of the issues for most people, but... Um, it's still not up to par. No. Really. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It is it is really shitty, though. And um, what sucks is, like, CD Projekt Red, they, they're a big name. They, they were one of the most respected developers in the industry. With one Because of their game. work on Witcher 3. And, yeah, and Cyberpunk has kind of i mean it, i feel like it's tainted their reputation and and some people are saying that people are overreacting and all these things um and uh you know other people are are pissed off mm-hmm. um some people aren't having really any issues or many issues with the game or aren't noticing at all it. like some people yeah a lot of people aren't noticing it uh so th- there's a lot of like i don't know there's a lot of gray area and and controversy i guess there, there's a debate to be had about about this game and whether or not the game is acceptable in its in its condition when it was launched um and whether or not cd project red is uh you know negligent um or you know it, it, there's there's a lot of interesting discussions to be had i guess surrounding all of this mm-hmm. um but uh, what i find most fascinating is cd project red admitted they they outright admitted that they did not spend enough time looking at the game on the base model of ps4 and xbox one they admitted that they were aware of all these issues but they just didn't care so and, here, there's, there's a bit more uh, update on this as well and this is where i get confused um as to who is to really blame i mean for me i think everyone is but so cd project red developers there's an a developer call between developers and CD Projekt, the publisher. Yeah, the developers are, are upset with the publisher, yeah. Yeah, so it, I wonder if... It's confusing because if developers knew the game wasn't ready, was there communication to the publisher saying the game's not ready and publisher said, fuck it, put it out anyway? Or was it a mutual understanding? Because the developer, like, you know, they're the ones... It's it's CD Projekt Red making these apologies, not CD Projekt. Um, just to clarify... So, did CD Projekt Red know? Like, I mean, they also, like, you know, there's the ones developing the game. They're the ones that are saying, yeah, we didn't pay attention to it. We didn't do this. They're the ones saying they didn't do things. 
they aren't the ones that you know have the ability to say we're releasing it on this day by any means. The developers had to have been aware. Well, no, they definitely had to have been aware. <laughs> but I guess that I'm not saying they aren't aware of it. I, I think that awareness is like okay, so was it communicated to the publisher saying like, hey, this isn't ready? And publisher said, fuck it, or you knew this game wasn't ready. No one, everyone was on the same page. Like, hey, it's not ready. We didn't pay attention to it. But hey, fuck it, we'll just put it out anyway. Like, I, I, I want to know where that line was drawn. Like, who, who pulled the trigger here? Like, publisher obviously said, okay, we're releasing on this day. If you had told the publisher that, hey, it's not ready, would they have held back? Or is it like a matter of, oh, we didn't pay attention, so we didn't say anything to the publisher because we weren't paying attention to it. And like, I mean, as got- far as as far as I'm concerned, I think. I think most of the fault is on the publisher. Yeah. And the reason why is that, I mean, they they have to make sure that what they're publishing is a quality product. Like, they're, they're the ones who put it out. And yeah, there's, there's deadlines and they make all these plans and they have, you know, a specific date that they want to hit for release. And I know this game has been delayed multiple times. But Especially after going gold, which is... <sighs> That unprecedented fucking, yeah <laughs> that was probably our first sign that something was wrong mm-hmm. um but uh yeah honestly like it this just further uh this to me just just further boldens and underlines and italicizes the idea of do not announce a release date until you are 1000 percent sure Never, ever, ever announce any release date for any game. Yeah, and now until you are a thousand percent sure. And now because people are worried if there's going to be like a drastic quality. Because when it comes to this, this is the PS4. This is the PS4 version of the game having these issues. Yeah, when this they is last show, gen. Yeah, so people are now worried that games that are coming out on both PS5 and PS4, there's going to be this trend. There's going to be PS4 games that are just absolute shite because developers aren't paying attention to it because they don't care. Whereas the next-gen version of the game is, that's the one you buy, that's the one that got the focus, that's the one that got the love and the care. Which is shitty. Well, I mean, even... So, like, Miles Morales, for example, Mm -hmm. it is not the most functioning thing on the PlayStation 4. But it mostly functions. Like, it still passes the the quality mark and yeah there it has some issues uh but the amount of people who run into those extreme issues pretty minimal but i think with cd project red uh and or i'm sorry with cyberpunk 2077 the fact that playstation removed it from the online store that to me says that a lot of people were asking for refunds Mm mm-hmm and so playstation was just like you know what we do not want to make this any more of a problem than it already is so we're just removing it Yep. That says to me that PlayStation was losing money. Oh, well, yeah. So CD Projekt, uh, during an investor call, announced that uh, some of the higher-ups were losing up to a billion dollars on this game due to returns and, like, you know, between the cost it took to make the game. I mean, you've you got to imagine Keanu Reeves just paid a, a good chunk to be a part of this. As much as everything else, like Run the Jewels, making a song and everything else, like there's a ton. So, and then to now have all of that re- investment come back with just return after return after return on a, such a large scale, it 
<laughs> like, holy shit. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. This is, uh, it's such a shame, too, because uh, this is, like, this is the last big release of the year. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, what a, what a, a, a perfect encapsulation of what 2020 has been. Just a fucking buggy mess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's just kind of a shame because this was supposed to be the nice little end cap to the year for video games. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's still a developing story though, so we'll probably have some updates in the next episode as well uh, because uh, patches are still coming out for this game. CD Projekt Red is still apologizing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, even after, because they've said that you're going to see some patches in January and February. Um, will consumers be willing to rebuy this game? Because their digital access is being revoked. So, it's not like you're keeping the copy of the game that you bought digitally if you got that, got that refund from PlayStation. It's gone. Oh, I feel like that won't be a problem. Yeah, so, I mean, it, I don't know if it's necessarily a problem. I mean, people are pissed off. Like, there's a, a small group of people out there who are tweeting at the PlayStation, like, why can't I play this game anymore? I, and it's like, <laughs> really? What do you mean? When you take a disc and you buy it and you return it, do you still get to play the fucking disc? <laughs> so, um, but at the same time, I can understand it. It's like, I paid for this game. It's not quality. I want my money back. Like, okay, cool. But, you know, I, yeah, it's but then, weird. Yeah, then you shouldn't still be able to play the game. Like, I did yeah, the same thing. I got um, the digital version of Ticket to Ride because I thought yeah. that would be a fun game to play with some friends because Ticket to I Ride is a that. fun game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love those games where you can use like mobile apps and stuff. I, th- I think they're fun. Yeah. That game did not function at all. The app was a disaster. It didn't work on any of our phones. Um, also, the same sound effect kept playing over and over again on the TV. Oh it was God. just the whole thing was, was a, a fucking, fucking disaster. Travesty. <laughs> yeah, you just hear this train horn, but it was like glitching out, so you just hear the same train horn every like half a second, and then none of our apps would would connect to the game. It it was literally unplayable. So mm-hmm. I contacted PlayStation. I was like, "Hey, I know that this sucks, but I bought this game and I literally can't play it. Can I just have my money back?" They gave me a refund. And I no longer have the license to the game, so I can't download it anymore. But um, it still shows up in the store, so I can still purchase it. I actually saw it. It was part of the end-of-the-year sale. Uh, <laughs> do not buy Ticket to Ride on PS4. God, fuck, uh, no, don't do it. It's very important that you that you do not buy that game, because it literally <laughs> doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Right. I, so... But anyway, so so I've gone through that refund process, not for CD or not for Cyberpunk, um, but for, for another game, else. and it was, uh, it it wasn't fun by any means, but it it worked. And so, do you think though? Do you think even after all these patches and updates, do you think people will go back to rebuy this game? Like, I feel like people will buy the PS5 version because, as far as we know, that hasn't had any issues. They've even said it was, it's been so far, it's been pretty smooth when it comes to next-gen copies of the game. Um, but do you think PS4 owners will go back? I think I think some will, yeah. Here's the thing, though. Regardless of all of this, mm-hmm. Cyberpunk is still one of the biggest games of the year. Yep. 
Cyberpunk is still something that a lot of people are excited for. It's still something that a lot of people are enjoying, even mm-hmm. on last-gen, like, launch model systems. Yeah, I just saw uh, three people in my friends list playing it now. And I was like, yeah. wow, okay. So I, even though this whole thing is a PR nightmare, and even though uh, it's gotten a lot of reaction within the game industry and from Sony and from CD Projekt Red or CD Projekt, um, mm-hmm. Even though it's kind of this big talking point, I bet it's still going to be one of the top-selling games. Like I, I would bet money on it right now, because yeah, it's yeah. it's just it's just such a big thing. Like it, it's one of those things where uh, it's something that seems like a big deal to us because you know we we kind of live in this industry like this is it's our passion this is something that we're interested in we're we're tuned into this all the time uh it's it's easy for something to seem like it's it's this big earth-shattering thing for us Mm -hmm. but outside of that i think most people are just this is business as usual and i think a lot of people when they boot up cyberpunk uh unless they're having like these dramatic game crashes because these these issues don't affect everybody it's you know it's a percentage and it is a large percentage but not everybody is having the same issues with this game so you know i think i think a lot of people are still just playing this game and they think it's just fine and that's fine for them (laughs) yeah no i I mean it's totally fine i just i read something earlier uh it might have been I can't remember where I saw it, where sales were slumping for CD for Cyberpunk, where it was, I believe, number one on the PlayStation Store top downloads. It dropped to number three, falling behind Assassin's Creed Valhalla, taking the number one spot. Well, I think that's so, because it was removed from the store. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, I think it's because it was removed from the store, but I also wonder if it's from people who were... I mean, so I was someone who was contemplating purchasing the game. Um, I was leaning more to the side of like waiting till the PS5 version came out because I'm like, that's going to be the definitive one. I don't want to put all this time in the PS4 version. And if there's any issues like transferring to PS5 or whatever, this, that, and the other, I'm like, I don't want to start all over. I have to put all that time in. So I was like, I'll wait. I'm sure I'm not the only person that was doing that. Um, nor do I think I'm the only person that was waiting for the PS5 version just to wait for the PS5 version. Uh, but I wonder how many people... I wonder if they're factoring in sales numbers. Cause I don't know if it comes to downloads. When it comes to that list, if I can find that article again, um, if it came down to dollar amount, which obviously I imagine will be lower after the returns, um, or like actual downloads. If it's based off of downloads, it's a different story because I'd be like a ton of fucking people downloaded this game. Um, whereas a lot of people purchased it and then got their money back. Um, so I don't know. And then do you think... CD Projekt Red, you know, they gained... So they've been around for a while as a developer. You know, they're not new. Um, but they really got their first claim to fame with Witcher 3, Wild Hunt on PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, because that was their and, first multi-platform project, wasn't it? Um, Yeah, so they've had a staggered thing. So the original Witcher was only available on PC. Witcher 2 then launched for the PC. And then they released an enhanced port of Witcher 2 on the 360 and PC. This was the first, Witcher was the first, Witcher 3 was the first one to launch on simultaneous on PC, Xbox One, and PS4. So they got a lot of just praise for the care they put into the game because it was a quality game, as polished, it was a lot of fun, it was extensive, it won game of the year. Um, the packaging, it came with a slip cover, an instruction booklet, a sticker, 
a thank you note saying thank you for buying buying our game. We really appreciate it. Also, you know, they they became 16 the golden free child. DLC packs. Yeah, they became the golden child of the video games industry and like the gold standard as to what developers should do when putting the show care for a game. And then there's this. So, hot off the heels of Cyberpunk 2077, should they recover, which I imagine they will to some extent, and they announce their next big project. Their next big project, Red, if you would. Um, do you think they will garner the same hype and attention after this? I should say, do you think they'll get the same positive hype and attention? Because I think it'll get a lot of attention, just not the one they're wanting. I think it depends on the game, but knowing the way that Knowing the way the gamers react, this is going to be old news in a month. Fair. I think a lot of people are just going to forget about. It. Like, I mean, Fallout seventy six. That was a that was the talk of the town when that launched, and mm-hmm. and that whole thing, the whole month that that came out, or you know, the weeks leading up to, and then the leaks follow the weeks following the launch of that game. Uh, that was like the thing that everybody was talking about and now nope do people love bethesda yes the argument the argument with that though with fallout 76 probably the biggest headlining piece of news for that was what people got when they bought like the biggest thing with fallout 76 like while the game had its issues yes i think the top tier that hype were the hardcore fans that purchased you know the hundred dollar 250 dollar version of that game where the quality just wasn't there where they were promised one type of version of a bag and got this cheap little thing well there was that but then also the game itself was boring broken empty yeah like it was it, it there there are similarities uh there's true I but think. it's also a games of service thing so i mean you know that's a game that will continue to live on and receive updates and content. Whereas this is, I'm a just saying, I'm narrative. just saying that that's another thing where the industry seemed to to blow up, and everybody mm-hmm. was talking about a thing. But now it's like nobody brings it up, except for me because I'm me. That's uh, true. But uh, but I think the biggest I, thing for that, I don't know. Go ahead. I wonder if Cyberpunk is going to be another one of those stories where, you know, give it till January or February or whatever, and. Now everyone's just like, oh, okay, this is fine. CD Projekt Red is great. CD Projekt is wonderful. Cyberpunk is amazing. Once <laughs> the next-gen versions of the game comes out, it's going to be nothing but praise. And see, that's where my, that's where my, I guess where my opinion is kind of like, I don't know. Because, so f- going back to the Fallout 76 kind of uh, context, it's Fallout 76 picked up traction again with that big Wastelanders update. So the game had like a year, year and a half to where it was just like this kind of boring, nothing there. They dead on this arrival. And that. Yeah, dead on arrival kind of deal. And then Bethesda put out the big Wastelanders update that added NPCs, this, that, and the other. So where the game's like, okay, it's got some more life to it. Whereas this is a, and that, and that's a continuing, that's a community of people because multiple people play online. So you're playing with friends, you're doing that. So sure, whereas Cyberpunk, you're playing by yourself. So the only person you you know, only person that matters in this situation is you. If you don't like it, it doesn't matter that your, you know, your friend Jim down the street's playing it and you're like, oh, I'll play it just because I'm playing with Jim. That's it. Like, this game is you. If you don't fucking like it and it doesn't fucking work, you're done. So, and I feel like this conversation won't die off as quickly 
as Fallout did, simply because of the next-gen version. I think there will be plenty of people who will be skeptical about buying the console version of this game, regardless of what console it's on, because like I paid for it once, I got my money back. Well, I think that's I when the, that the tone of the conversation, I think, is going to change, and it's going to go back to being positive. Because I think by then, the last-gen versions of the game will be more functioning, and the next-gen versions of the game, or the current-gen versions of the game, are going to be fine. And so it's just going to be back to, oh, this is fine. Everything is fine. No, I, I get that, but my thing is, is like I wonder how many... I wonder if consumers, and what I'm thinking is, I wonder how many consumers will say, yeah, okay, the game's fixed, this, that, and the other, but like I feel, especially because of the love letter that was Witcher 3 to gamers, will feel betrayed. Like, there are a ton of people that picked up Cyberpunk 2077 without playing Witcher 3 because they heard of the quality and the love that went into Witcher 3, down to the packaging. And then they go into Cyberpunk expecting that same kind of love and care, and then they get this. Where yeah. they're like, I don't want to... I, I, I wonder how many people will... I, I, do I think Cyberpunk 2077 on Next Gen will be good? Do I think it'll sell? Do I think it'll get positive praise? Yes. Do I think there'll still be a lot of negative feedback because people are just like, no, I don't trust them anymore. I don't want to go to that. I, I don't have that faith. It sucks I had to buy this game twice to get what I needed. I mean, or yeah, I think I, needed, I think those people are going to I think those people are going to exist, but do I think it's mm-hmm. going to be some astronomical amount? No. Do I think it's going to you know, do I think that it, it it's I, I I really think that this game is still going to end up being one of the biggest games of the year mm-hmm. and of next year. Oh, for um, sure. I think that I I I think those people exist, but I don't think it, I don't think it's going to be some like crazy thing. Like I don't I don't think there's going to be people in droves boycotting CD Projekt Red because of oh, Cyberpunk. No I I just wonder. I, I my thing is like I don't think there's going to be a big wave. I, my question is, or at least my thought process is, there's still going to be conversation and lots of it. I don't think the conversation will die down until next gen hits, which we still don't even know when that's coming. Right now, CD Projekt Red, That's like, true. This last this last patch for the PS4 had over sixty updates. Sixty updates in one patch, and we're still expecting more updates in January and February. And that's not a guarantee. That's when we get the last updates for this game to get it to where it it should be at the standard. Well, all I can say is, as long as there is still a conversation about Cyberpunk. 2077 that conversation will be had here on dual senses a playstation podcast but until then we just gotta wait and we will see we will we sure will but all right so that's all for this episode i guess i don't want to i don't want to leave on such a downer uh so i just want to give like a quick update um, if you all remember from the Game Awards, there was an announcement for uh, sort of like the spiritual successor to Dead Space uh, called the Callisto Protocol. Um, so that trailer, the cinematic trailer from that, uh, looked really cool. However, there is an extended Red Band trailer that's, that's full real. of gooey gore and, and nastiness. So if you're interested in any of that, check that out. The Callisto Protocol. There's an extended trailer. 
Callisto. Callisto. But yeah, I wanted to put something kind of happy. I know it's still bloody and gory, but still. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to put something happy because, I don't know, talking about uh, games that make people sad makes me sad. So I'm going to talk yeah. about a game that makes me happy, and that's there you Dead go. Space. You know, I, I will say two things here. I got two more things that just kind of came up that I didn't realize were a thing. So Uh-oh. one... This one's a little more of a downer, but it is what it is. PlayStation Direct will no longer sell PS4 Pro, leading to speculation it could be discontinued. This comes from Video Games Chronicle. Um, it's just not there, um, which is crazy. Like, PlayStation Direct is like the direct sales site to buy PlayStation products from PlayStation. Yeah. So uh, right now it's only currently listing the standard PS4. Or, so, or, well, no, the U.S. online store, which Sony launched in 2019 to sell hardware, software, and accessories direct to consumers, currently is the standard PS4 and PS4 Pros out of stock. While the base model can be can presumably be expected to be restocked at a later date, the following message appears in the PS4 product, the PS4 Pro product page. There are currently no plans to restock this item in the future. I feel like that's fine. That That's yeah. probably due to, I mean it's probably due to like data collected on different markets and demographics and things like that the target market for the playstation 4 pro is also the target market for the ps5 exactly so it makes total sense they're if just you're gonna moving buy the that pre- yeah why buy a premium ps4 where you can just buy a ps5 yeah um, so but I, I i think that explains that whereas yeah, people are still buying the ps4 but that's not the same market as the people who would be interested PS4 in the Pros. ps4 pro yeah exactly I'm honestly, so I, I figured honestly what I would have, what I assumed would happen when the PS5 launched is that the base model PS4 would be axed and the PS4 Pro would become the standard model, which is with a good price drop, you know? Yeah. I, 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 I could have seen that happening. So while this move isn't surprising, I'm surprised they didn't go the, I, I am like, huh, wonder why they didn't go the other route. Maybe they just Maybe. still have a shit ton of regular PS4s. I, that's also fucking totally of it nigga that's a total idea that is for sure a definite possibility because the thing sells like hotcakes especially if they will i imagine inevitably we'll see a price drop sometime next year that thing's gonna fly off shelves Mm -hmm. but the next thing is also from video games chronicle spider-man remastered has been listed for standalone purchase on the playstation store hey yeah because almost as if we predicted that yeah, currently it's only available if you buy the Miles Morales Ultimate Edition. Um, but the fact that it's actually stated on the PlayStation Store which page, which appears to list the title as a standalone product. Pro- so here's where the kicker is. It's priced at $39.99 in the U.S. That's... Hmm. I don't what's know how a, I feel about that. What's the problem? So right now, if you buy a Miles Morales and get the Ultimate Edition... Or the standard edition, you can upgrade to the ultimate edition for twenty bucks and get remastered. Yeah. Whereas if you spend it on the if you if you if this listing is correct and it is accurate as to what's going to happen in the future, if you just want Spider Man remastered, it's forty bucks. I think that's understandable because they're they're basically just trying to divide the the production cost between Miles Morales and Spider Man. True remastered yeah. uh, mm-hmm. but i mean they still they redid every single asset in <laughs> spider-man remastered that is also very true so um like i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if just as much work went into that as miles morales 
Oh, so, it certainly did. Charging just, 40 bucks for it. I mean, it's a deal getting it for $20 with Miles Morales. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I think that's I fine. Just feel like I, I think it's fine. I think it would have made more sense if... Makes me wonder why they didn't do it. Excuse me, I keep burping. Um, if they didn't do it at the same time, you know? If this was done at the same time, I'd be like, okay, this makes sense. But because, like, people have already bought Miles Morales and have then upgraded later to the ultimate edition to get the remastered it's kind of like i don't know like if it was announced like hey if you buy spider-man remastered by itself it's 40 bucks but if you get the ultimate edition of miles morales you get it it, you only spend an additional 20 like i feel like that sales tactic and that communication makes more sense in my head yeah whereas now like all these people have already done it so it's like who the fuck cares because that's usually the way that (laughs) that these kinds of things are announced but i think a lot of it is also i I think a lot of it has to do with being part of that like next gen conversation Mm -hmm. and uh, miles morales was very much so it was like the poster child of ps5 games uh very much so uh so i think that's kind of why they did it the way that they did but I mean, still, now it's available standalone. That's pretty cool. Or predicted to be. It's not officially listed to purchase. It's just listed. Well, now it's it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm i like 99.9% sure that it's going to be a thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, certainly. So, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw an announcement tomorrow. Um, but yeah. All right. Any Hooser guys, thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and review yeah and if you want to support the show uh just visit mtfproductions.com slash donate we really appreciate it yeah we do do we need to set another stretch goal because like christmas is almost here man if we don't have 50 bucks by the end of the month it's kind of weird if i'm wearing a reindeer costume in march uh well i mean we can how about we'll come up with another stretch goal maybe uh yeah, come like come next year. Yeah, January. Yeah, yeah, that um, makes sense. Because, uh, I mean, we're getting we're getting some of the Twitch stuff figured out. Uh, we're gonna have some new some new graphics here. Twenty twenty one is gonna be an interesting time for more than it friends is. and for dual senses. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll get some like visual little indicators for goals and um, progress towards goals and different like. Uh, things like that so yeah picture okay here's an idea pitch don't nope. say anything now Stephen morrow baby new year i'm just gonna let that ride all just right saying all right we'll let it ride yeah that's a i think that's worth a 50 dollars stretch go for sure i'm not opposed all right i'm terrified of babies though I was thinking more of you in an adult diaper with a baby hat and a binky, but yeah, sure. <laughs> I do have a friend who may or may not have adult diapers on hand, so. I Do you want to wear someone else's adult diapers? I mean, not used. I, they, you know, they probably have like a box or something. I don't know. I'd have to ask them. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like adult diapers are reusable. Like, I feel like they're like underwear. You just wash them. They just uh, catch all the leakage. Jeez. 
I don't know. I'd have to ask them. I'm not educated in that. But right. um, you need to educate yourself because you could end up being the person that wears those. Anyways, <laughs> thank you for listening. <laughs> See you guys next time. Love, love, love. <laughs>